Hey, welcome to the Learning to Lead podcast. I'm Paul Doherty, your host with Dr. Darius Daniels back at Victory. And we're in the middle of our conference. Pastor Daniels is about to bring a powerful message, but we want to talk about leadership, catch up with you on your life, ministry. And this is just a podcast really to help people out there that want to grow in their leadership, want to grow in ministry. Tell everyone out there a little bit of who you are. If they've never heard you, didn't get to hear last last year's message. Yeah. So give them a quick snapshot of who is Dr. Darius Daniels. Well, first of all, I'm a dude that's glad to be here. Come um, on, man. We're glad you're here. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, glad to be back. here. Honored to be here. And uh, also just got, I have major love and respect and admiration for you and your wife and what y'all are doing. And um, it's just good to come here and get to spend some time with with y'all, we met a few years ago, and your uh, your genuineness, your authenticity, your humility, all of that was just so refreshing for me. And uh, I like to be around people like that. So Man. I'm really glad to be here. And yeah, long story short is I'm uh, born in a small town in Mississippi, born and raised, felt the call to ministry um, about my sophomore year in college, wrestled with whether or not I was going to do it full time to my senior year in college, made the decision to do that. Moved all the way from Mississippi to the New, to New Jersey to get prepared and trained with seminary. And uh, my wife, Mississippi girl, same thing, left her career to do it. And um, it was rough for a minute because the year I moved, actually the day I moved, I moved the day after 911, September 11th. Oh, wow. I moved to New Jersey the day after that. So... It was just crazy, and she yeah. couldn't find a job, and but God just proved himself faithful. And uh, a year after I finished seminary, we planted a church. We felt like uh, God was calling us to really treat the Northeast like a mission field, because mm. in some sense, coming from Mississippi, it felt that way. Yeah, And that's what we did, and so we've been plugging away ever since. Initially, the church was called Kingdom Church several years ago. We changed the name to Change Church because mm-hmm. that's kind of the essence we feel like of our call. Yeah. And it is kind of transformational yeah. ministry. Totally. And, um, and so we've been plugging away at that and enjoying the journey, learning, failing, but trying to fail forward. Come on. Yep. And so we believe losses can become lessons if you look at them Amen. correctly. And so it's been a great and an enriching, fulfilling journey, and then we get to meet great people along the way, um, like yourself, and it's it's dope. Man, well, you know, you shared things last year that really stood out to me that I think it would be great to open up here, and for those of you that watched this podcast last night, you didn't see this cut on my eye. This just happened today. So <laughs> this this I was playing hide-and-seek with my kids, and I was <laughs> hiding behind a door with a coat rack that was eye-level, Oh. Like a little thing sticking out of the door. And my son discovered I'm behind the door, and he pushes the door against me. He's five years old. So excited. And that coat rack just went, and oh. just cut right into my eye just, just today. So, Ouch. Um, yeah, I've got to let it heal. Yes. But I want Be to talk healed to you in about Jesus' name. <laughs> one of the things, talking of healing and talking about leadership, um, you introduced my wife and I to something last year that really impacted our lives. You mentioned in your sermon last year, the heart healer. And um, how there was a heart doctor that really mm-hmm. made an impact on your life. And afterwards, we were so intrigued. Like, what are you talking about? So many people out there are focused on building a great church, building a big business, getting famous, getting viral. And they're not focusing on their hearts. And you really touched on the heart. 
and that when the heart's pure and it's healed and it's yeah. healthy, um, everything can can grow from that and flourish. And that's something that not a lot of people talk about. Ashley and I went and saw that heart doctor, heart healer, had a huge impact on us. Mm -hmm. But share a little bit on that for leaders out there and you know, just even in your life and for people out there that are wanting to grow in leadership and not considering the importance of the heart. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, for me, this conviction about heart healing grew out of my own experience. Mm. So um, number one, it grew out of my own experience personally. Mm. Meaning I was a person who was living right in terms of morally, but I wasn't living well. If that makes sense, right? Oh, yeah. So you can be living properly and not necessarily have peace. And so I saw, what I began to see is that very often people like myself who are in leadership are so focused on being the instruments of God's mission mm. that we forget we're the objects of that mission. Yeah. That God doesn't just want to use me to transform others' life. He wants to transform mine. Yeah. And I begin to see, uh, right, specifically for those of us who would consider ourselves continuationist or charismatic or whatever term a person would use, that we place so much emphasis on the gifts of the spirit that we kind of miss the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And the gifts, when I say miss, meaning we don't place that same kind of emphasis yeah. on the gifts because the uh, on, on the fruit, because the gifts of the spirit express what God is doing through you. The fruit of the spirit shows what God's doing in you. Mm -hmm. And so I started seeing words like joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, temperance. And I'm reading the scripture and I'm like, I don't have a lot of that. Mm -hmm. I've got full buildings and full itinerary, but I don't have that. And so for me, what I began to see was the missing component to that was the transformation of the soul. Yeah. Like the transformation of the soul leads to the transformation of the life. That's personally and professionally in terms of my leadership. This is what I learned. You can have all of the training, read all of the books, know everything that you need to do. But if your heart is not whole and healthy, you won't have the gumption and the gall and the audacity to pull the trigger on certain decisions that you mm. have to make. You can know people need to be moved, but be so afraid of rejection that you don't make the move. Or you can, be, uh, you can suffer from approval addiction like Moses, which affected his leadership. So I saw personally and professionally I needed to do something. And uh, it has really become, I think, a really key and central part of my ministry. That mm. is... That is probably the most, I believe, one of the most Im, Im, important uh, aspects of the ministry God's given us. And that yeah. is the transformation of a person's life through the transformation of their soul. Come on, man. Something we say here at Victory is Victory is not just the name of our church. It's a life you can experience. Come on. And um, that's good. You know, Paul the Apostle, he said in, in 1 Corinthians 9, he said, I don't want to preach this message and then get to the end of my life and be guilty of not yes. having experienced it yeah. for myself. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, when you shared it, there's, there was something that just went off on Ash and I, because it's the same way. Like, we're doing everything we know to do. Yeah. We're doing everything right. Of course, we're works in progress, right. but we're not, like, blatantly mm -hmm. messing up. But we yeah. just felt like our hearts were being, um, in, in many ways, there was just this tension um, with just, being young and leading the church and the stress and the pressure of 
carrying this mm -hmm. ministry in our hearts mm -hmm. and seeing thousands of people come to Jesus yeah. and preaching and casting vision and millions of dollars mm -hmm. coming in. And it was like, everything here looked good, but everything in here was like, wow, we really need to just go and find out where, where is some of these hurts and these mm -hmm. pressures and these tensions coming from so that we can experience that full yeah. victory that God has for us. And so anyways, we went and spent some time with this heart healer, heart doctor that you mentioned, recommended, yeah. and uh, so powerful. We brought our whole team. We brought yeah. our core team because you said, you know, don't just do it for you and, and actually do it for your team because yeah. your, your core team spent Absolutely. time with her. Yeah. And uh, other pastors we you know, admire also did the same thing. And something that I think is interesting, especially in like charismatic and faith churches, is there's this fear to ask for counsel. Mm. And there's almost like this, you know, stigma. If you go get counseling, you have issues. Only, <laughs> yes. only married couples that are thinking about divorcing right. go see a counselor. And it's yeah. like, no, it's actually preemptive medicine. It's yeah. healthy. Um, and healthy couples go see counselors and yeah. healthy pastors go see a counselor. Yeah. And healthy churches have heart healers yeah. and heart healing ministries. Um, talk a little bit about that as you've you've spoken in a lot of different avenues and we're seeing um, even on social media this cry for like leadership to have healing. Talk a little bit about um, just that landscape and how people out there can start with themselves. You know, I think one of the one of the keys to it is expanding our understanding of what it actually means to be a leader. Mm. And that means that we should see our responsibility as more than carrying out activity, but we have a calling to be examples. I think like Paul distinguishes and he separates kingdom leadership from any other type of leadership when he tells the people at Corinth, follow me. So he's like, I'm teaching you, I'm explaining stuff to you, I'm, I'm casting vision about a different kind of life you can live. So I know you have information, but you're not really gonna be able to implement this without an example. Mm -hmm. So I'm not Jesus, but I am a follower of him. Yeah. So follow me as I follow him so that you have an, an example. Yeah. And I feel like when leaders, when, when we understand that that is also an important part of our leadership responsibility, that organically and automatically shifts the way we approach leadership development and you get more than handles practically. Mm. You recognize I need to get healing for my heart. And so for me, it's real corny, <laughs> but for me, this is a question I ask myself and I'm always pressing my team. If everyone in our church was just like me, yeah. what kind of church would my church be? Yeah, that's good. Not, not if everyone else was as gifted as me. No, mm. if everyone else was just like me, treated their wife just like me, treated the poor just like me, raised their children just like me, what kind of church would our church be? Mm. And uh, I feel like we should always be pointing people to Jesus because we aren't him. But we hadn't stepped into kingdom leadership until you can say when the benediction is given, follow me. Yeah. It's one thing on Sunday to say, listen to me. Yeah. It's another thing on Monday to say, you can follow me. Mm. <laughs> so I think so it starts good. there. So good. Well, let me ask you this, you know, because we're seeing um, all kinds of stuff happen in leaders, good, bad, and ugly, and positive. You know, you're seeing certain leaders really thrive. I think one of the things that is not talked about often is 
how do leaders stay refreshed? You know, besides, of course, like spiritual leadership, we're going to read our Bible, we're going to pray, yeah, um, go to church. But what's, what are some of the practical things that you do, um, Darius, to just stay refreshed and mentally and emotionally and physically well? Yeah, I think for me, it's it starts with an attitude. I think everything starts with perspective, like how you see a thing determines what you do. And so for me, I struggle with this for a while. I think I'm not even going to say early on, but a significant part of my ministry, I would say something like rest is refresh, refreshing for me. Right. And so I would feel guilty at times for resting too much or resting too long. Um, I felt that a servant that a servant leadership model required sacrifice. Mm. I felt like um, I needed to be there as much as I could for everybody. And what, but one of the things I realized is that there's a difference between selfishness and stewardship. And that what I'm called to be is a steward over the life that God has given me. It's a life he has chosen to use to serve and lead his people. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, it's important for me to be a good steward of, take care of God's instrument. So I don't know if you, I can't do music. I don't know if you do music, but uh, everybody around me does music but me. I believe God wants to <laughs> give me that gift or something. Come but on. anyway, <laughs> pray for it right I'm in Jesus' name. Guy, oh, so, you would? Yeah. I would be so arrogant. I would have such a pride <laughs> problem. If, <laughs> but anyway, um, man, you take care of your guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's your instrument. Well, we are God's guitar. Yeah. And it's important to, for us to take care of that. And so once I saw that, Paul, two things I saw needed. Um, excuse me, three things. I needed rest disciplines, just like physically and mentally recover. I also needed replenishing disciplines. What are the things that refill me? Not just rest, yeah. but like replenish me. Um, and refill me spiritually and emotionally. Yeah. Not just, like you said, prayer, but what fills me back up. Yeah. And then the third thing is um, recreational disciplines. Mm -hmm. What things bring me joy? Mm -hmm. What things allow me, as Solomon said, to enjoy the fruit of my labor? Yeah. And to enjoy... Um, to experience not just joy in God, but joy from God mm-hmm. by enjoying his creation and his people. So for me, that's like, I like hanging with friends. Um, I like playing video games. That's spiritual to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basketball. What's your favorite uh, video game? I'm 2K. Basketball, on. 2K. <laughs> I got a Nintendo Switch in my hotel room right now with 2K on. on. I'm serious. Yeah, so. And then you like playing basketball with friends, too. Yeah. Now, I don't like playing basketball with people who still got hoop dreams because I don't have hoop dreams anymore. You yeah, know, you just have, that yeah, fun. you got the guy at the court. He's got the whole outfit on. You like 44. Like, bro, 44. It's over. It's not happening. Yeah. You need grief. You need the heart healer. You need yeah. grief recovery. You got to let that go. Yeah. So things like that are important um, in terms of like replenishment disciplines. For example, you and I. We run in some of the same circles. So whether it's yeah. round tables with yeah. Pastor Chris, yeah. that's always refreshing mm-hmm. and replenishing to me. That's important. And then rest, like times where we have to do, where we get a chance to do nothing. Yeah. So those are the things for me that I feel like are really important. Come on. So if you and your wife 
are going to go somewhere, what's that place? Where do you like to go? Florida? California? New York? It's California, man. Come on. It's California. You get the mountains, the palm trees, and the water. It's so beautiful. It is. We love California. The only thing is the devil is always on the freeway. (laughs) The traffic (laughs) is demonic. Yeah, Yeah. it does. It does. It does get crazy. I'm sure in Jersey it gets pretty intense, too. Well, where we are, not so much, but the closer you get to New York, the worse it is. Okay. So I feel like God is not in that part of New Jersey. God in the part of New Jersey where there's no traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be where the Lord is. Oh, man, we are so honored you're here, that you're back at Victory, and I know it's going to be powerful. So if you're watching right now, make sure that you stay tuned. We're going to have the sermons from the whole conference uploaded on YouTube later. So if you're watching this years from now or months from now, um, you could catch his sermon from 2019 Victory Conference on our YouTube channel. Again, thanks so much for listening. God bless you.